You're listening to the Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Filthy Fantasy Football Show. Week one is wrapped up, and we're here at the beginning of week two. It just—it it seems like it all happened so fast. I, to, I don't know about you, but I feel that the the Sunday of week one—it feels like Christmas morning with just games and scores and highlights and everything. Yeah, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, a um, lot of lot of huge scores and some serious studs. Some guys that you didn't think that were going to go fucking balls deep and put up major points and some major duds on some of the the top like first round early second round draft picks that we'll cover here in a little bit but first before as as always we're gonna get started with some news around the league first up we got gerald everett coach sean mcveigh says that he his back will be okay now i know everett's the backup tight end the reason why i bring this one up is because tyler higby is clearly the tight end one on the team and if everett were to go down I feel that that could actually make Higby's value go up. Um, I, I like Higby. I think he's, he's going to be good for fantasy. Not that Everett took much away from Higby, but he did have uh, two targets and a reception in the game. So, I mean, that could just make an uptick in Higby. Although, clearly, the pecking order for passes goes, um, you know, Coop Woods in that area, then Higby, then it would be Everett. Yeah, it looked like a dominating Woods. I mean, yes. Woods is going to be their number one. Looks like hands down. Oh, clearly. Clearly. Uh, okay, next, we got a who cares signing of the week, but something to keep an eye on. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, the ashes of Muhammad Sanu, has now signed with the San Francisco 49ers, uh, especially with, with Debo Samuel being put on injured reserve, so he's going to be out for the first couple weeks of the season. Uh, this year's IR is different instead of missing, was it eight weeks? It's now been shortened to three. Yeah, um, and, and then there's also there's um, unlimited you know uh, IR callbacks and sendbacks, so it's it's a different different circumstances this year. But you know, Muhammad Sanu, you know, you get a good veteran presence. If he's healthy, he's a good wide receiver. But you know, he, he's had ankle problems the last couple of years, so we'll see. Um, surprisingly, he's only 31. I, I thought he was about 55 years old about now. I know he just seems like he's been around forever. It, it's it definitely seems that way. But he's only been in the league for eight years. Yeah, gosh. Um, that's crazy. The biggest bit of news that I feel is uh, stud wide receiver Michael Thomas, his ankle is actually a lot worse than they originally believed, and he is now expected to miss several weeks. Um, yeah. That's huge. I mean, this guy was arguably a top six draft pick this year, probably the best fantasy wide receiver in football, possibly even the best receiver in football right now. Um, that's a huge blow to uh, Drew Brees. That's a huge blow to the offense. I think that even affects Alvin Kamara. Um, I know Manny Sanders, his his stats may go up just out of necessity, but, I mean, that, that offense, is, I feel, is now going to struggle. I mean, we'll see. You know, they, they just looked pedestrian. You know, I watched a little bit of that game, and it was I, I was watching a guy like Kamara – he had a good fantasy day, right? I mean, he's, he's going to score you 20 points like he did. And then you look at the numbers, 
of his of his effectiveness as a runner. Yeah. I mean, he ran for 1.3 yards per carry. Yep. 12, 12 carries for 16 yards. That's not exactly what you want out of your running back one. You know, thank God he can catch the ball out of the backfield because it's just like, man, if he didn't, it's a, it's a shit day. Yeah, well, sa- what salvaged that day is the, the 5 for 51 and one reception. So, I mean, that that's what saves yeah. his day. But, I mean, that that's a huge blow. You know, I was a big Drew, B- I was a big Drew Brees fan this year. You know, with adding Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara's allegedly healthy. You know, Michael Thomas is a monster. Jared Cook is settled into that offense. I mean, this is just – that's a massive blow to any team. It's, it, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they can bounce back from that. Um, although, who knows, maybe they could reach out to Chicago Bears because up next I got Allen Robertson, uh, st- the star wide receiver of the Chicago Bears. He, he claims that he has not requested a trade, but he is very unhappy about his contract situation. Although, you know, some people might be reading too much into it, but in social media, he's actually unfollowed and taken off all Bears information off of his social media. So Yeah, he's throwing the, uh, the old millennial tantrum. It's great. Yeah, the, the, the passive-aggressive shit that LeBron does and <laughs> some of those guys <laughs> yeah, do. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, I mean, could be big. I mean, if I was him, I, I mean, I understand you want to get paid, but I would want to get out of that team because you're going to have Mitch Trubisky throwing you the ball for, you know, the, the rest of your career, especially because he's had Listen, injury problems in the past. I'd want to get the fuck out. All I'm saying is Mitchell Trubisky, he must have heard our comments and said, you know what, fuck those guys, <laughs> and he balled out. He did. T- he, scored, he scored more than Mahomes. Yeah, it, it's, it's sad how uh, – I, I think he's like the number. F- I'll have to double check, but I think he's like the number four fantasy quarterback right now. Yeah, anytime you throw three touchdowns, you had a nice little fantasy day. That you did. Uh, let's see. We got Philip Lindsay. Uh, looked like he was actually splitting carries pretty evenly with Melvin Gordon early on in the game, but now he has uh, he has some turf toe issues, and Melvin Gordon took over the backfield, and he's now in doubt for Week Two against the Steelers. Although I will say, the Steelers shut the fuck down. Uh, Saquon Barkley, so I, I feel yeah. that. Yeah, they did. I, I feel that. Um, you, you know that. That's a that's that's a big that's a big thing. I mean, it's it's it helps Gordon go up a bit, but I don't like his matchup for week two. But it's just something to keep an eye on because they looked pretty evenly split early in the game before the injury happened. Yeah, they they were definitely. <laughs> Lindsey seemed like he was even going to get the uptick once Gordon fumbled it. Yes. So I thought he was going to get a lot more play, a lot more love. But hey, man, the injuries happen. You know, I was—I I didn't even realize it. It was really a kind of a quiet injury. Well, it wasn't. They, a... There wasn't much. Yeah, there wasn't much made of it. And all of a sudden, I just started seeing more Royce Freeman, and I'm kind of going, "Hey, what the hell's going on here?" It also wasn't a very good football game. It was not. <laughs> it was. Yet I watched every every bloody minute. I watched of it. every minute of it because it was the only game on. If there were other games available yeah. for me to watch, I would have watched something else. Uh, you know, I had a lot of fantasy. Uh, I had a lot of fantasy participants in that game, unfortunately. But I did, so I had to watch. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Next, we got Mike Evans, uh, head coach Bruce Arians, said that he didn't like uh, Mike Evans' usage in Week One. He received less than 10 targets, but he only had one catch for seven yards. It was a touchdown, but Tom Brady was throwing the ball a lot to Scotty Miller out of nowhere, and, you know, Chris Godwin got his, and O.J. Howard had a catch. But, I mean, the, the thing is, is I felt that Mike Evans was banged up going into the game, so there was a chance that 
you know, he, he suited up. So I, I felt he was more of a decoy, and that's why Scotty Miller got um, got some play. I mean, Scotty Miller, I mean, again, when we get into the game day breakdown, might be someone to keep an eye on for waiver, but at the same time, I don't like him that much. I mean, five receptions for 73 yards and no touchdowns. That's a decent fantasy day, but, I mean, you still got Chris Godwin and Mike Evans on your team, so. Exactly, and not to mention uh, O.J. Howard and Rob Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of options there. Just keep your eye on what's going on with, with Evans. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if, Evans, if Evans stays down, you got some relevance. Yeah, I mean, if you if you have the bench space to put add Scotty Miller, although there are other waiver ads that I like more than him that we'll get into later into the show. Up next, uh, New York Jets, that dumpster fire of a team. Denzel Mims has now been placed on injured reserve, and in a corresponding move, they have signed. They finally signed Kalen Balaj because Le'Veon Bell is headed to the injured reserve now. Yeah, yeah. Something. Uh, what happened to him again exactly? Le'Veon Bell hurt his hamstring, and so he he ended up missing almost all of the game. Um, let me see if I have the official thing right here. Let's see, Lev Bell. He had the hamstring injury early in the game. He had six carries for 14 yards, two receptions for 32 yards. I mean, that that game they had nothing going, but he's he's going to be out for at least three weeks now with uh, with the move to the IR. Yeah, I mean it's looking like a Balage and Frank Gore backfield. There's literally nothing nothing appeasing about that, other than the fact that I have Frank Gore in uh, in our big money league. Yeah, so so Frank Gore, Kalen <laughs> Balage. And then even uh, LaMichael P. Ryan could be someone to keep an eye on if, if available in waivers because, you know, you just need someone to sign. So, all right, so that's going to do it for news. We're going to head into the week one breakdown of the players that we saw, some of the things we loved. Um, at the same time, we're going to also talk about some of the waiver wire players to uh, look at while we break down games. So up first, we got Seattle visiting the Atlanta Falcons, Seahawks 138-25. Russell Wilson absolutely balled out, had as close to a perfect game for a quarterback as you can, going 31 of 35 for 322 yards, four touchdowns, three carries for 29 yards. But the fact that this guy had as many incompletions as he had touchdown passes, goddamn, did he make it look easy. Seriously, man, the guy was a stud, and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna really throw a lot of this shade on Atlanta's defense, which is just pathetic. Oh, terrible! <laughs> Absolutely, they are terrible. just pathetic. It's really hard to watch. You know, it, let me tell you something. If you're a Matt Ryan owner, c- good on you, because he's gonna have to throw for a million yards this oh, year. Oh, big time! If they're gonna be relevant. Yeah, well, uh, Russell Wilson finishes the number one fantasy quarterback on the week. Matt Ryan at the number eight. He actually had a decent fantasy day, despite the team looking kind of weird. He threw fifty. He had fifty-four passing attempts. He had four hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns, and an interception. You know, good good fantasy day. Um, not a whole lot to say about that. You know, Matt Ryan. He's always stable. Um, he's you know you can always expect him to be a top twelve quarterback, especially with the weapons that he has. Um, Chris Carson on the ground. It's funny, if you look at the stat line, it looks like a bad day because he had six carries for 21 yards, but he did have six receptions for 45 yards and two touchdowns, which, uh, you know, so, I mean, by by fantasy standards, he had a fantastic day. Um, I think he finished as the one, two, three. 
He's the seventh running back in fantasy football. But, I mean, they didn't need him. He just – he, the offense did whatever they wanted. So the, they were just marching down the field on every drive. You know, didn't take – Chris Carson, you know, two touchdowns, I wouldn't be unhappy. Um, I, I mean, if you look at the yardage and, that, and carries that, has you worried. He's clearly the lead running back in that backfield. I think he's going to be safe every week if, if, you know, Russell cooks like that. I agree with you. I kind of look at, at his day. It was a bit a bit of a red flag, the fact that he couldn't run against this defense. I mean, I was looking here at his, at his numbers, his runs. He was at uh, 3.5 yards a carry, which is pedestrian. I mean, that's if you want to have an effective play, if you're averaging over four yards a carry, that's what I like to see. Uh, 3.5 and just... I don't know, against Atlanta, it's rubbing me the wrong way. I was shocked at his use in the passing game. I didn't I didn't realize that they were going to use him in that manner, but I didn't, that's great for fantasy. I didn't owners. think Carson had hands like that, especially because he, yeah, he had fumbling yeah, problems in the past, you know, so. but And then on the other side of the ball, Todd Gurley, 14 carries, 56 yards. It was saved by a, a goal line touchdown run. Um, I'm actually kind of worried about Todd Gurley. I just – he doesn't – he clearly isn't the running back – that he was um i mean he like again the you you like that he got the touchdown but 14 carries 56 yards one catch or i'm sorry two catches for one yard you know it's just that that was a rough day i mean now the seattle defense was shutting down atlanta like i said the box score shows they only lost by 13 but i feel like the game wasn't that close um yeah, they they were playing catch up, and it all it never feels that way when you're playing catch up. Well, you know, to to keep on this girly topic, because I'm I'm gonna be a honk. I, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna be the girly honk all year. <laughs> I watched this game in particular. I I streamed it online because mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I could see girly in his first day back down in Georgia. And I I kind of looked at him and went, man, he he looked good in that first drive. When they were feeding him the ball, he looked like he was kind of getting it done. He averaged four yards a carry. Mm-hmm. That's I like that. You're an effective runner. What was really disheartening was his use in the passing game. Yeah, I guess not his use. They targeted him five times, but he only brought in two of them. So if that if that can get brought up a little bit, you may have a little bit more fantasy relevance than he's got right now because they're going to be playing from behind. I mean, that defense is going to let up points. I don't want to take anything away from uh, Seattle's offense because I think they are spectacular. They looked amazing. No, but see, what I worry about with Gurley, though, is is exactly what you're saying, though. The Atlanta defense is just so bad that they're going to be playing from behind a lot. And then no disrespect to Gurley, but why would I do checkdowns and swings and screens to Gurley when I got Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones? <laughs> Julio Jones, exactly. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, moving on that note, we'll talk about the Atlanta receivers. Calvin Ridley, who ended up as the, was he like the number four fantasy wide receiver right now? He's the oh, I'm sorry, he's the number two fantasy wide receiver right now because of the game he had nine receptions, 130 yards, and two touchdowns. Julio Jones had a massive game too, nine receptions, 157 yards. Then Russell Gage out of nowhere, nine receptions for <laughs> 114 yards. You know, Russell Gage he, uh, again, he he could potentially be a waiver wire ad. He's actually on my list of waiver ads. Um, I just I didn't like him coming into the season because I just didn't think there was enough mouths to feed. 
But apparently there was. At least, well, okay, maybe it could be game script dependent because this game, since they were playing from behind constantly, which forced Matt Ryan to throw over 50 times this game. You know, but, yeah. but Calvin Ridley, the touchdowns may regress, but, you know, I, I feel like 100 yards might be in his ballpark. Julio's going to put up 100 every week if Matt Ryan is throwing 50 times a game. You know, yeah. and, and, and touchdowns, I know Julio's not exactly the, the touchdown monster that you wish he'd be, but, I mean, he's good for 100 yards just about every every game. Listen, if, you're, if you are in a PPR league, uh, nine catches for 157 yards, I'll take that. Yeah, you're not unhappy. You're not unhappy no. about that. Not, not, now, certainly a touchdown would be sexier, but, hey, it is what it is. Hey, you still got tw- almost 25 points from your wide receiver. I'm cool with it. Uh, let, yeah. Let's see. On the other side of the ball, DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. DK Metcalf, four receptions, 95 yards in the touchdown. Tyler Lockett, eight for 92 without a touchdown. Um, again, I, I feel like that's probably going to be their breakdowns roughly every year. Metcalf is such a home run guy. Um, he looked good. You know, uh, was it Russell Wilson caught him for 37 yards in stride for a beautiful over-the-shoulder pass and catch. It, that was a beautiful touchdown. Lockett, again, especially in PPR, you know, he, he's, he's got such a high floor. You know, eight-plus receptions, 75-plus yards almost every – especially, if again, if their offense can roll like this every week, I, I like them. I mean, there's nothing to not like about it if they, if they, uh, if they can do it. Yeah. Then um, I'll just kind of touch base quickly. Greg Olson, four receptions, 24 yards, and a touchdown. You know, we talked about it. He's going to be that dependent, just fall into the end zone kind of tight end, just like a lot of the other tight ends. He just happened to catch a touchdown this week. I don't know if I'd really expect it every week, but, I mean, I guess you could do worse in terms of having a a tight end in football. Yeah. Uh, Then Hayden Hurst, you know, we thought he'd take that Austin Hooper role. Clearly didn't. Three receptions, 38 yards. he He did not look good at all. Uh, let's see. Moving on, we got Baltimore, who absolutely demolished Cleveland. I didn't even think. I don't think Cleveland even showed up in that game. Uh, Lamar Jackson had himself another day. You know, it's funny is, I I like Lamar Jackson. He's obviously a fantasy monster and a good real life quarterback. I didn't think he would stay this hot. Apparently, I was wrong. Although, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll see. But twenty of twenty five for two seventy five, three touchdowns. Surprisingly, only seven carries for 45 yards, which is pretty low by Lamar Jackson standards. But, I mean, still put up over 30 points. I mean, you, you couldn't ask more from your quarterback. Right now he's a number three fantasy quarterback. I mean, he had himself a day. You know, and I definitely, definitely put this game on because anytime I get a chance to watch Lamar Jackson, I'm going to jump on the opportunity. I think he's the most exciting player in football. Oh, hands down. He's just he's when electric. I, when I watch this guy, when I watch this guy play, there everybody says he's this offense is going to get figured out. If they're going to figure it out, they're going to figure it out. You know what? Here's what I keep telling everybody. This this offense, it has been figured out. Defenses know how to do this read option shit. They've seen it before. The problem is they've never seen it at this speed. Yeah. You can't you cannot understand the, the how fast these guys are going. Lamar Jackson is remarkable. The way he runs the read option, spectacular. I don't think there's anybody that's been better ever. I just feel like he's he, he's Michael Vick on steroids, that, and that's something. That's saying something. Yeah, I was going to say, if he can stay on this trajectory, 
he's going to be the best mobile quarterback of all time. I mean, because right now it's probably Michael Vick is the best mobile quarterback of all time because you know Michael Vick was just kind of a freak of nature and kind of the first of the the crazy mobile quarterbacks like that. But Lamar Jackson's just an absolute monster. I mean, yeah. If he keeps if he keeps going the way he's going, he's going to be far far greater. Uh, playmaker Baker, just garbage. 189 he, yards, a touchdown, interception. Just he is so bad. What is he doing half the time? I I just don't understand the Browns in general. You know, and then to hear for a couple of uh, rumblings coming out of that locker room to even today. Odell Beckham is apparently seeking a trade. He wants out. I, I don't know what the hell is going on. They're just a bad it team. Good. They're it ain't good. You know, they they need they they need to hit the reset button. You know, like what I would do is I I would probably keep Hunt and Chubb and just rebuild everywhere else. It's just yeah, it, man. it's bad. But you know, talking about Hunt and Chubb, Hunt had thirteen carries, seventy two yards, four receptions for nine yards. Ended up leading the backfield. Nick Chubb, 10 for 60, one catch for six yards. He also fumbled. You know, they just – they. I will say, you know, I think they'll – obviously those two will have better days. Just Baltimore was just destroying them. And then game script kept them from, you know, out of the game because when you're just getting stomped like that, you have to throw. Yeah, and it's unfortunate because as I'm watching Chubb, man, he ran for six yards a carry. Yeah, he looked like that, great against against Baltimore's defense. Baltimore is definitely one of the top three defenses in the league against the run and the pass. Mm-hmm. And I just think he looked very, very good against a very, very good defense. Again, game script just knocked him out of this game relatively early. Plus, you know those pesky fumbles, man. Just hold on to the rock. Yeah, stop it. Other side of the ball, J.K. Dobbins, seven carries, twenty-two yards, two touchdowns, which gave him a decent fantasy day. Mark Ingram, 10 for 29. Um, I wouldn't completely sell Mark Ingram yet. I would still hang on to him. He's still the number one running back on that team. It's just, you know, they they the fact that Lamar Jackson was just throwing and just doing whatever he wanted, it just game script kind of went the other way. And then Gus, uh, I'm sorry, uh, J.K. Dobbins just happened to get the goal line punches. Uh, yeah. Which actually that yeah. could affect Mark Ingram because he was a very good goal line running back, and if J.K. Dobbins is taking that work from him, I mean that that could really take down his fantasy value. But yeah, it was it was a bit off putting, you know, when you run ten times and you get twenty nine yards, you're averaging two point nine yards per carry. That is pathetic. Yeah, uh, against a defense that is average, I'd say they're average. I wouldn't say they're terrible, but man you got to do better than that but jk yeah i didn't think he'd do what he did i really didn't now I'm not saying he ran great seven for 22 he's at 3.1 yards a carry but he got the goal line love mm-hmm. and that'll fit and that'll fix a fantasy day uh let's see the receivers for cleveland jarvis landry five for 61 odell beckham three for 22 did have 10 targets though but just baker's just bad he's just a bad quarterback um not- yeah, I there. I just one play is just ringing in my head, and it's when Od- it's when Odell dropped that very very easy third down play. Would have given him a first down. Baker hit him perfectly in the hands, and Odell just dropped it. Which really I don't know. I don't know what he's doing. Like I don't know what your mind is. Maybe he's thinking about 
That one chick taking a dump on his chest. <laughs> I don't know. He's upset. Don't he's know. upset that his secret's out. <laughs> yeah, man. I don't get it. But he better shape up or ship out. But I, you know, if that's really what they want to do, let, let, let me ask you something. If you had a lot of uh, fantasy shares of Cleveland assets, would you be looking to ship them out, or would you be holding them? <sighs> With Odell Beckham, I mean, he's the only one that I've got other than Chubb. I, I don't think so because they still gave him ten targets. Mm-hmm. So I still think there's value there. I just. I'm going to have to see it kind of going against a defense that's not Baltimore. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, on the other you know, that, that happened last year, I think, too, where Cleveland kind of came out struggling, and then all of a sudden the next week they looked like they were an all-star team because they just played a team that was, wasn't very good. I think you're right. I think if, if, if I had Chubb and Hunt, you hold. Baker Mayfield, you can cut him. You don't even need him. Um, I don't think he's even rostered in any of my yeah, leagues. Yeah, Odell Beckham, I think I would hold him. I, I would struggle to start him until further, but, I mean, the fact that he did get 10 targets, that's huge. I mean, not a lot of receivers get 10 targets a game. And like you said, he had one boneheaded catch. And who knows, maybe he makes that catch, they pick up that third down, you know, momentum starts to swing, and they kind of get into that groove. And, you know, plus Odell Beckham, he doesn't drop it much ever. I mean, he's got some of the best hands in football. So, I mean, I, I think I would hold Landry – Landry's pretty safe in PPR because you know five receptions, sixty-one yards. That's probably going to be his floor, I would, I would guess. Um, but just Cleveland's a tough team to. I, I'm actually thankful that I have zero shares of Cleveland in all four fantasy leagues that I'm in. <laughs> uh, Lucky bet. Yeah. On the other side, Baltimore. Willie Sneed led the receiving core with. Uh, I mean, only reason why he had four receptions, sixty-four yards, and a touchdown. Hollywood Brown, five for 101. Um, Willie Sneed, would he potentially be a waiver add in your opinion? Yeah, I think I think he carries a little bit of weight. Um, I was really impressed with Marquise Brown. He looked great. I think he looked way better than last. He looked bigger than last year. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I read some, he weighed about 149 pounds last year. Yeah, he's, he's as, a, got, as a as a rookie, and now he, I from what I've read, he's up to about one seventy five, one eighty. He looked and good. you know what, he, and he looked it. He looked really. He played good. it, and he looked it. He looked like a man out there. Um, so I think that he he's still really the most fantasy value at wide receiver you could ask for there. Willie Sneed, man, he just he's so ugly. First of all, <laughs> just. I'm the ugliest humans, but he just gets in the end zone. He gets in the end zone. So you know what? If you're going to be ugly, I'll I'll take it. You'll probably get him for pretty cheap. I don't think many people are going to be after him. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to be after anybody on this team, go trade for Mark Andrews because goodness gracious. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about Mark Andrews. Five receptions, fifty-eight yards, two touchdowns. Just still shows that him and Lamar Jackson look for each other, and he just. That guy's a monster, too. I mean, he's now in that category of the Kelsey Kittle, you know, Mark Andrews tier of tight ends. It's just, you know, I, I'm I'm actually very sad that I have zero shares of Mark Andrews. Me, too. Austin Hooper, one reception for nine. I'm sorry, re- I read the wrong line. Austin Hooper, two receptions for 15 yards in his debut with Cleveland. N- Njoku had a decent day at three receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Although he sprained his MCL and he's headed to the IR now, so. Um, and I believe he's it's a year long. He's done for the year. They're shutting him down. It yeah, it's 
I mean, they'll, they'll, they said they're going to reevaluate him at the three-week mark, but, I mean, this guy, he's been pretty injury-prone his whole career. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Moving on, we got New York Jets at the Buffalo Bills. Uh, Josh Allen had himself a day. 33, 33 – I'm sorry, completions for 312 yards, two touchdowns. He had 14 carries for 57 yards and a touchdown. He did fumble twice, so so that you, you don't like to see that. But I mean, it was good enough to have him as the number four fantasy quarterback um, this week. I mean, he just he had a great day. Next week they're going against Miami. I think he'll fare better than Cam Newton did, but which we'll get into in a minute. But I, you know, Josh Allen looked good. Look, looked good spreading the ball around, and you know he's still mobile as all heck and just Man, big, he, big he and massive. Runs, he runs really, really well. For a man he, he that size, a, he does a great job. He's six five, like two forty. The fact that he can move like that, it, you know, it's just it seems like the human cheat code. <laughs> on the other, on the other side, you got Sam Darnold uh, thrown for two fifteen and a touchdown with an interception. You know, Darnold's not a bad quarterback, but you know, it, it's just unfortunate with Lev Bell being hurt. Um, you know, uh, they had no wide receivers. They just had he had no one to throw to, and he made the most of what he had, and you know, and, and then Buffalo, you know, their defense is nothing to sneeze at. So, you know, I, it's, I, it, when you don't have anybody to throw the ball to, and you're playing the Bills defense, I mean, it's you're not going to have a good day. Yeah, the only problem with Sam Darnold, if you roster him in a league, I would actually suggest either, I mean, benching him or you know, I I think you send him to the waivers because up next he's got San Francisco, Indianapolis. Then you know Denver looks like a potential plus matchup, but again with no receiving core or anything, I just I, I don't really like his fantasy outlook. For and luck, you know I, I personally don't have any Sam Darnold shares. I've had no interest in Sam Darnold. I mean maybe I would take him in a deep dynasty league as a you know a bench stash, especially if you have like a twenty five plus man roster. But it's just right now if you're in redraft, I'm not a fan. No, it's. Uh, move, move on past Donald this season. It's not going to look good. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Running backs for Buffalo. Zach Moss, the rookie, nine carries for 11 yards. He had three receptions for 16 yards and a touchdown, which he had the same split of touches with Devin Singletary, who was the incumbent starter, had nine carries for 30 yards, five receptions for 23. They scored about the same, but, you know, the the split backfield like that, I just I don't like that because – you know, you drafted Devin Singletary in the second, third round in hopes that he was the guy. But, you know, if they're splitting carries like that, you know, that drops them all the way down to the running back two, maybe even flex range. You know, when when you're splitting carries like that and you're sucking as bad as they both sucked, <laughs> nine, nine carries for 30 yards, 3.3 yard per carry, uh, nine for 11, so 1.2. Oh, yeah. What, what, like, all right. I didn't want any shares of this backfield coming into this season. Thank you for proving me correct. Uh, I'm out. Mm-hmm. I don't want. I don't want anything to do with him. Your best runner on that whole team is Josh Allen. Yeah, he had, he had more rushing yards than all the guys combined. So between the two of them, they had 41. Josh Allen had 57. So you know, and he had what four less carries than both of them yep. combined. Yep. <laughs> So, uh, let's see. We got the wide receiver core for Buffalo. They actually look pretty good. John Brown, 6 for 70 and a touchdown. Stephon Diggs, 8 for 86. Cole Beasley got a little bit of love, especially in PPR. He had 4 for 58. 
So Cole Beasley could potentially be a, a, a waiver ad. John Brown, I think he's – John Brown, I don't think he's very much owned in leagues. Uh, let me see if I can find him. But if John Brown's available, he actually might be a player you want to be interested in looking for. Um, oh, wait, that's a lie. John Brown is 79% owned. So, well, hey, yeah, you know what? Pick him up if he's available. If he's available, snag him because 10 reception. There's another guy that got over 10 targets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's and Stefan Diggs got nine targets. I mean, these guys, they're going to be good. I just think Allen, he's, he is – you know who he reminds me of a little bit? A Russell Wilson. He runs around a lot, and he'll find. He keeps his eyes downfield, mm-hmm. and he's gonna find these big plays that that nobody really can get or nobody can see until they're right in front of them. Uh, I mean, I like both of them. If you if Brown isn't if he's not owned, go snag him. Yeah, but he probably is. Um, on the other side of the ball, the only Jets positive right thing of the day. Jamison Crowder, 7 for 115 and a touchdown, but he was targeted 13 times. So, I mean, the touchdown may or may not happen weekly, but, I mean, 13 targets, that that kind of went off of what they were doing together last year where he was heavily targeted by Sam Darnold. So, I mean, Jamison Crowder could potentially be a, you know, wide receiver two. I, I don't think he puts up 20-plus points every week, but, I mean, definitely someone you might want to look into if, I don't think he's available. I think he's pretty much owned in every league as well. But I mean, he was. I, I would imagine he was. But, a, but I would definitely. I would jump all over him if you're going to try to. The name itself, Crowder, Jameson Crowder, is somebody you can kind of sneak in trades because he's not a big, sexy name. No. But he's going to produce. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to produce. I, you know, I actually see he might score a touchdown again. Who else? Who else is going to do it on this roster? Mm-hmm. No, they lost Le'Veon Bell. Brashad Perryman is going to figure it out, hopefully, for his sake, so he can stay in the league. Mm-hmm. But other than that, it's, it's Jamison Crowder all day long. Yeah. You know, and I, Sam, Darnold, Sam Darnold's not a bad quarterback. He's just in a bad situation. Yeah. That, you know, that's he's going to make Jamison Crowder successful, as you saw week one, against a very, very good defense. Yeah. And so he had, I, he I had see a good great things fantasy from day. You know, it's funny is I actually, in uh, in our main redraft league, I have Jamison Crowder. Unfortunately, he was on my bench, which had I played him, I would have won. However, I had a tough time trying to play him over DeAndre Hopkins, Cooper Cup, or Keenan Allen. But I actually might – Jamison Crowder might have just proved himself into my starting lineup, and Keenan Allen might make his way to my bench you know, when we get to the Charger game. But <laughs> So next we got the uh, Cleveland Panthers and the Las Vegas Raiders. Um, Teddy Bridgewater didn't have a great day. wasn't a bad day. Just He had a serviceable day, which is what Teddy Bridgewater is. Um, he had 270 yards, a touchdown. Did have a two-point conversion, four carries for 26 yards. Um, not a Again, not a terrible day. Um, you know, that, that team is clearly Christian McCaffrey's. Um, I will, you know, just I, I think he'll have better days. It's just Christian McCaffrey was kind of doing whatever he wanted, so. You know, game script kind of went that way. But, you know, not, not a bad day, a serviceable day. I mean, Christian McCaffrey, is, he's so damn good. Yeah. And he's so fun to watch. Definitely. You know, and any, anytime you can check down to that guy, he, he'll make your he'll make you as a quarterback that much better. Mm-hmm. On the other uh, – little, little disappointed, though, with some of his receivers. We'll get to them in a minute. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but you kind of wish Teddy would have figured that out 
I mean, Robbie Anderson. The 75-yard bomb, yeah. That's what he does. We right? talked He's about it. We got, got the home run player, you know, just catch him. I think I think we even said, you, you, could he score a 75-yard touchdown? Yeah, and he did. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, Derek Carr, 239 yards in the touchdown. Very sad day for uh, fantasy for him. But, you know, his receivers were pretty banged up with, you know, Henry Ruggs left the game for a little bit. Um, Brian Edwards was banged up. I mean, it's just uh, – it, it, it was a tough outing for them, which is funny because they scored a lot of points, but that's because Josh Jacobs, have yourself a day. 25 yeah, carries, sure. 93 yeah. yards, three touchdowns, uh, four receptions for 46 yards. Just absolutely feasted. I mean, I had him as my number two fantasy running back, which is funny. I had them flip-flopped. Christian McCaffrey, I, I ranked it one before the game. Josh Jacobs, I had it two. Uh, Josh Jacobs finished his running back one and Christian McCaffrey at running back two. But it was just, God, Josh Jacobs was just a man among boys out there. He, he definitely, definitely looked spectacular. He, he's obviously figured it out if the game slowed down for him enough to where he's he's just seeing everything as it comes to him. Um, I don't think he's going to score three touchdowns a game. No, no. So I was actually, I got to be honest, I was pleasantly surprised by the Las Vegas Raiders. I thought they, I thought they showed out. I thought, you know, obviously by winning the game, which I don't know if people really thought that was going to be a thing. No. I didn't think Derek Carr looked all that bad. 22 for 30, 240 yards and a touchdown. Again, if you take a touchdown or two away from Jacobs, those are going to be touchdown throws. Yeah. And I think, and I think that Henry Ruggs looks pretty dang good. He looked great until you know, he, until he got hurt. He, but. You know, you go and you find a guy like like uh, Nelson Aguilar, right? He came out of nowhere. I didn't uh, know he could catch the ball. I know, <laughs> I know, right? That was uh, that was his knock in Philly. But you look at this team and and Josh Jacobs is use even in the passing game. I mean, how many how many of those touchdown runs could be touchdown catches? Yeah. Yeah, you know, so I, I see some fantasy brilliance here in Las Vegas. Yeah, uh, let's see. Other side, Christian McCaffrey just still a beast. Twenty three carries, ninety six yards, and two touchdowns. Three receptions for thirty eight yards. Just there's not. He's the best running back in football. There's there's really not much else you can say. Yeah, and like I said before, he's so much fun to watch. Oh, he's an outstanding player. You know, and he's dating a supermodel, and he's handsome and ripped. So it's like, man, just good for you, Christian McCaffrey. You're just winning at life. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got the receivers. Kind of you touch base. Robbie Anderson, six for 115 and a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Although the the 115 on paper looks good, but when 75 yards of it was on one catch, you know, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson's clearly a boom-bust guy now. Because he's, he's the third receiver after DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson. Um, would you take a flyer on him if you had uh, – he's got to be available in almost every league. I don't think he's owned very much. But would you- I mean, I, I would take a flyer on him. I'm just sort of looking at, at the breakdown of the targets here. He got eight targets. I mean, it's not like they're not looking his way. The only guy who got more was, was DJ Moore. Um I think Robbie's got a little bit of uh, a little bit of juice, and if you can pick him up, he might be worth a, a nice little waiver claim. Yeah, I see right here. Robbie Anderson's only owned in thirty-two percent of leagues, so he is available out there. So I mean, you you probably couldn't do much worse, especially you know. I, but see, I like Robbie Anderson more as a best ball 
uh, ad than an actual season-long play. But, I mean, you could do worse. Uh, DJ Moore, 4 for 54. Curtis Samuel, 5 for 38. And one carry for five yards. DJ Moore, I think he's going to have better days. Him and uh, Teddy Bridgewater looked a little out of sync there for a little bit. But, I mean, like you said, you had nine targets. He was he was the number one target in the passing game for Teddy Bridgewater. I, I think I think DJ Moore is going to be fine. So, you know, DJ Moore owners, don't freak out. He'll be fine. Yeah, they're, they're going to link up. They're going to figure it out. You know, you got to remember this is this is the first live game. I think he'll be fine. Yeah. He's going to get it. He's going to figure it out. Other side of the ball, Henry Ruggs. Three receptions, 55 yards, but he did get hurt. I think he hurt his knee, had to go to the locker room for a little bit, ended up finishing the game. Um, he could have had a touchdown, kind of you're talking about those um, Derek Carr, you know, Josh Jacobs, because he did have a, a, a long a long catch, but he was tackled at the one-yard line, which led to a Josh Jacobs touchdown. So, I mean, his day could have drastically changed had he had the touchdown. I think Henry Ruggs looks great. You know, a lot of people are laughing, myself included, at Oakland for taking him as the first receiver off the board when there were guys like CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy, Justin Jefferson, you know, available. But, hey, he looked great. You know, Oakland in the – I'm sorry, Las Vegas. I'm still trying to get used to that. They're, you know, they, they might be in Vegas, but they're still the Oakland Raiders to me. But the Oakland Raiders, you know, in the past, they always liked fast wide receivers. But now it looks like they have a fast wide receiver that can actually catch the ball. Yeah, I mean, I liked what I saw out of Henry Ruggs. I loved him coming out of Alabama. Um, I might have been one of the only ones that wasn't laughing at them for taking Henry Ruggs. I, I thought he was great. I had him rated pretty dang high, and uh, hopefully he can prove it for him. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, Nelson Aguilar. I mean, I wouldn't – don't add Aguilar. Just don't. Please don't. don't. But, Please I mean, don't he that. had one target for one reception for 23 yard and a touchdown. But I had no idea he could catch the ball. I mean, that, that guy, that man cannot catch footballs, but for some reason he made it count when he needed it. So, hey, he caught a touchdown on and I mean, technically it's like that was a game winner, right? Yeah. It's yeah. Just don't add him, though. Don't, just don't, don't, yeah. don't. He's not worth the, the wave, Rad. Uh, Darren Waller, six for 45. You know, he's, he's a good tight end. He, he's going to be safe. Um, I like him. So next we got the Chicago Bears visiting the Detroit Lions where the Detroit Lions, Detroit Lioned themselves and somehow lost that game. Just, you know, with, with the right at the end when what looked like a touchdown catch was a drop. Um, tough day for, for Detroit. They're, they're just – they're bad. They're just a bad football team. For God's sakes, they make Mitchell Trubisky look good. I, I just, oh, and I and I hate that Mitch Trubisky. We'll start off with him. He had 242 <laughs> yards, three touchdowns, three carries for 26 yards, which you know again that made him the number five quarterback in fantasy. Now, don't go and add Mitchell Trubisky because that doesn't happen. We we talked about last week how Mitch Trubisky always seems to play Detroit well, and last year he went off to a hot start. But I just don't see it lasting. He's not a good quarterback. I mean, 20 of 36, that's not very good. Um, it just Detroit's just a bad team. So maybe pick up pick up Trubisky when they're playing Detroit as like a waiver ad or a flyer. But I just I'm, – I'm not don't, – don't, don't expect this week to week. Yes. This is, this is not going to be something that lasts. 
Yes. Uh, Matt Stafford on the other side, 297 yards at the touchdown. Did throw an interception, five carries for 23 yards. You know, Stafford, I think I still like Stafford just with having Kenny Galladay out, you know, having Adrian Peterson just get added a couple days prior. You know, it's kind of tough to, you know, gauge that. I think plus Chicago does have a pretty decent defense. So I, I wouldn't completely sell the farm with Matt Stafford. I'd hang on to him. I just I just think he had a tough day. You know, you lose your you lose a top five to top ten receiver. Who's and you're and you're replacing him with Marvin Jones or Danny Amendola mm-hmm. and expecting the same type of production. You know, you want to go a deep sleeper who might be in a dynasty league if you're really looking, people. Quentin Cephas. He got ten targets. Yeah. He only caught three of them. But he caught ten he got ten targets. This is a guy coming out of Wisconsin that I thought was great, not very fast. I mean, around like a four seven. Tight ends are faster than him. But he just catches the ball. I guess you can't really say that because he only had three when he had ten targets. <laughs> they're trying to get him the ball. So, obviously, he took over for that Galladay, the, the, them missing Galladay. Yeah. So, I guess if you look at Quentin Sevis. He's going to be the backup to Galladay. It might be worth a deep stash, but I'm looking at those numbers and saying, "God, I can't wish. I can't wait for Galladay to get back." Yeah, well, I mean, even because he's going to be getting those targets and he's going to be making stuff happen with those. Well, targets. I mean, instead of Quentin Cephas, you could probably even pick up Damian Almendola, who was the number one wide receiver for Detroit that week with five for eighty-one. I mean, he's probably available in most leagues. Actually, let me see, Almendola. He is owned in two percent of leagues. So Damian, if that many, if Kenny Galladay is out, Damian Andola is, you know, he looked pretty good actually. But um, I mean, Marvin Jones is probably the de facto number one with Galladay out. He actually received eight targets, so he was pretty high up on there, but got shut down. The the actually with Detroit, what I wanted to talk about was. I want to completely avoid their backfield, except possibly Adrian Peterson. Surprisingly, oh, God. Uh, we, do you remember how bad we we destroyed him last? Yeah, week? we were telling him to hang it up, telling him to hang it up and retire. Adrian, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. He, he, Fourteen for ninety three and three receptions for twenty one yards. He he looked good. <laughs> you know, it, I, it, he, I, I, it's either he looked really good or just. The other two looked so, so bad. on Johnson, seven carries for 14 yards, a two-yard average. Yeah. DeAndre oh, Swift, good, three carries. Gracious. Three carries for eight yards. The only thing that saved his day was that he had the touchdown, yep. uh, three receptions for 15 yards. So Swift, to me, dynasty, bench, stash. Adrian Peterson, possibly, you could probably – he's actually available in a lot of leagues because of – you know, thinking that he was going to play third fiddle to Johnson and Swift. He's clearly their best running back right now. So, I mean, I would probably pick up Adrian Peterson. Swift, I would put on my bench, and carry on Johnson, I'd probably drop. Uh, yeah. Which is hard to he's say because to he's so talented. And he's yeah, he was, I mean, I, I had a gut feeling he was going to play very, very well, and he just he just shit the bed. Other side of the ball, David Montgomery surprisingly played, you know, just everyone thought he was going to be out, showed up, 13 carries, 64 yards, one reception for 10. I don't like him. I, you know, it sucks because people drafted him in the second, third round. 
and you're not going to get a good return on that. Obviously, you can't drop him because of your draft capital that you put into him, but that's just bad. I, you know, there's one saving grace that, that I like about him, and I'm a fan. I am a – I'll plug it right now. I love yards per carry. That that shows me whether you're an effective running back. He was at a 4.9. They gave him the ball 13 times, and he produced when he got it. That being said, Tariq Cohen was at a 5.9, seven carries for 41 yards. I don't know if it's a lot how bad the Lions' defense was or if they're just – if whatever they're doing on offense seems to be opening up running lanes. Yeah. I, I'd like – I kind of like both of them right now. Um, I mean, I'm not going to sell the farm for for either of them in a trade, but if you've got them, you should keep an eye on them. Really watch that groin injury, though. But I think he looked. I think he looked okay. Yeah, he did. I, I think he'll be all right. Um, Anthony Miller, four receptions, 76 yards, and a touchdown. Allen Robinson, five for 74. You know they're. You know Allen Robinson's their number one receiver. You know he had nine targets, so you know. Trubisky looks his way. Miller, you know, I, I, I think would, you know, he just happened to have the touchdown. But I'm not a big Anthony Miller fan. I just, I, I, I like Robinson. I'm just not a big Bears fan. I, I just, I think they're a bad team. Yeah. They, yeah. If I'm going to take, if I'm going to take any Bear, I said this last week, it's Allen Robinson and maybe David Montgomery. And the only reason I'm taking Robinson is he's the number one target, and I just don't trust Trubisky. Yeah, uh, tight end. I'm gonna take Trubisky's best option, and yeah. that's it. There you go, tight ends. T.J. Hawkinson, five for fifty-six and a touchdown. We, you know, especially with Galladay out, he clearly, you know, got the uptick in targets. I think he's safe. He's a good tight end. Jimmy Graham, three for twenty-five and a touchdown. Again, just that touchdown dependency. I wouldn't really trust that every week. That, that that's about it um yeah jacksonville and the colts surprisingly jacksonville won which fucked up my survivor pick because i took the colts woo, woo. me and you brother me I, and you. I was i'm out too i was so high on on cleveland coming into this i thought philip rivers was the best o-line but philip rivers looked like philip rivers of last year 363 yards a touchdown two interceptions and bad interceptions at that terrible passes just he did not look good at all um, you could probably drop him if you're rostering him. Um, yeah, I mean, 363 yards. If you take away the touchdown and interceptions and you look at his day, 36 for 46 isn't bad. Yeah, no. But it, then you look at a touch and a touchdown, and then you look at those picks and you go, "Oh my goodness, what what the hell happened?" I guess I was a bit shocked at uh, at their running output of the Colts. I thought they'd have been a lot better for a team that's clearly tanking like Jacksonville is right we made comment on that mm-hmm. uh I'm impressed yeah well congratulations the fact that Gardner Minshew made Philip Rivers look bad Minshew 19 of 20 for 173 and three five carries for 19 yards he had a great fantasy day I now Stud. I wouldn't expect Uncle Rico is the greatest quarterback of all time <laughs> no, I'm kidding <laughs> I, I don't he looked good man he looked good I mean I don't know if I would expect it uh Every week, obviously, having three touchdowns. I think didn't all three of his touchdowns come in like the last quarter too? Uh, probably in the second. They came half. late, yeah. It's just, but I mean, he had a good fantasy day. Um, 
when you're talking about the backfield for the Colts, didn't see this one coming. Naeem Hines, which he's actually going to be one of my waiver ads if, if he's available in leagues. Seven carries for 28 yards in the touchdown. Eight catches for 45 yards in the touchdown. Now, I, I think the carries and yardage will be about that every week. I just like well, – the reason why I like Hines is because I feel that he's going to fill in that Austin Eckler role back when um, Phillip Rivers played for the Chargers and he had Eckler and Gordon. And Phillip Rivers just always looked to Eckler. Eckler seemed to be yeah. his, his number one target. I think Hines, yeah. you know, if, if he's available in waivers, I'd pick him up. If you can actually make a – I would even be willing to trade for him. I, I think I think this is going to be a, a similar output that he's going to have every week this whole now he's not I don't think he's going to score on the ground and in the in the air but I mean I I see him having a decent decent fantasy output every week I, I think you he, know I, I mean I guess we'll see with that Marlon Mack injury the Marlon Mack injury I know is how, s- change how a lot sad of yeah you know it, it, he, uh, Naheem Hines went from the third back the third back not even a third down back a the third back to he'll get on the field i mean jonathan taylor let's be honest didn't look great he had the most carries and he did the least well what saved him was that he had two yards yeah he had nine nine carries for 22 but he had six receptions for 67 yards that saved his fantasy day but but i mean now that marlon max gone if i mean if you add the carries and the yards to so he ends up with 46 yards running and then ends with 97 yards receiving that's not a bad fantasy day Jonathan Taylor actually flies up my rankings with Marlon Mack going down because now it's I think it's going to be his backfield I think see now you're going to see Jonathan Taylor and Hines to be the Melvin Gordon Austin Eckler thing that Philip Rivers had back in the Chargers yes yes I agree with that other side of the ball we got James Robinson again you know what he could be a, a if he's available in waivers I would recommend picking him up because he's now clearly the starting running back for the Jacksonville Jaguars. 16 carries for 62 yards. He also had a catch for 28 yards. But the reason why I bring that up is because I thought Chris Thompson was going to be the guy because he has history with Gruden, but he only had two receptions for six yards. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, James Robinson is the only running back in fantasy football last week to receive 100% of the running back carries on any football team. So it's Robinson's backfield. Armstead is probably still out with COVID, um, which I don't even know if he has COVID. It might just be a way that they're because they want to see what else they had. <laughs> but yeah. if Robinson's available, which he's he's actually available in a lot of leagues. Um, actually, I will let's see Robinson. He is available in. He's he's rostered in fifty six percent of leagues, so he's available out there. So if he's available, pick him up, especially if you need a running back. Yeah, I agree with that. I uh, I mean, anybody that's getting that much opportunity is, is well worth a look. Yeah. Uh, receivers, Paris Campbell, he led the Colts with uh, not uh, six receptions for 71 yards. T.Y. Hilton, four for 53. I actually like Paris Campbell a lot now. He's, he's going to fly up my rankings. Again, Paris Campbell, if he's available in leagues, pick him up definitely because he – I think he is now – he's the slot guy – and we all know that Philip Rivers is a slot machine. He loves he loves throwing to the slot receiver, you know. And and Paris Campbell, I I think this might actually be roughly what his output could be every week. Uh, he actually might I might like him more than T. Y. Hilton, even though T. Y. Hilton is technically the number one wide receiver on that team. 
Yeah, you know, I, I definitely think you might be onto something there. I think T.Y. is still the number one. But Paris Campbell is, is going to get some play. Nine targets, uh, six receptions, 71 yards. I mean, I'll take that production. Yeah. Um, other side of the ball, Keelan Cole, five for 47 and a touchdown. Your your boyfriend, LaVisca Chenault. LaVisca Chenaulta. Three, Love three, him. Three catches, 37 yards and a touchdown. DJ Chark, three for 25 and a touchdown. Um, you know, it's kind of hard to predict the – because I, I think the Jacksonville wide receivers, it's going to be kind of like this where it's going to be spread around and it's going to be kind of hard to pick somebody. Um, LaVisca, you know, he had that good rapport with, with, uh, with Gardner. I, I think that's good. But, you know, DJ Chark is still technically the number one guy. Um, I mean, he didn't. He did not play the way I was expecting. No, he didn't. He only got three targets. I mean, he he made something out of all three of them. Twenty-five yards and a touchdown. But I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting a little bit less from Lavisca. But I guess that Pac-12 connection, maybe all day. Yeah. Um, but I I think Keelan Cole might actually be the safest floor if you have to start a receiver. He was targeted the most. But, I mean, I guess we'll see with, with time. Um, tight ends, I don't even want to really talk about Tyler Eifert. Jack Doyle, 3 for Gross. 49. Um, you know, he might be a – I think he might be fine for fantasy. Again, you know, Phillip Rivers has liked tight ends in the past. He could be all right. Um, let's see. We got Green Bay Packers going to the Minnesota Vikings. Aaron Rodgers this had game, – This game was fun. This, this game was This fun. game was exciting because Aaron Rodgers looked like Aaron Rodgers of old. 364 yards, four touchdowns, giving him, making him the number one fantasy quarterback this week. I mean, he just, uh, you know, because Aaron Rodgers, he has to be like, if if there was an award for chap assiest player in football, <laughs> it would have to be Aaron Rodgers. Actually, that's a lie. Aaron Rodgers is the number two fantasy quarterback. Excuse me, but still, he is the most chap assed player in the league. You know, everyone was, you know, they drafted um, what's his name, Bryce, or I'm sorry. Um, Jordan Hurts. Who the fuck? Jordan Love. Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. There you go. So they drafted Jordan Love. He was pissed off about that. They draft A.J. Dillon when they don't really need a running back. But he had himself a fucking day. <clears throat> Aaron Rodgers looked great. Kirk Cousins. Nah, just he's hard to predict. 259 yards, two touchdowns, two-point conversion. Did throw a pick. Four carries, 34 yards. He had a Man, good fantasy day, but he didn't play that well. He didn't play very well. And as I'm watching him, you know, I was playing against him this week in one of my leagues. And as I'm just sort of laughing at this guy because for the longest time he had minus points. Mm-hmm. He just was getting shit mixed by this defense, getting sacked, getting a safety, throwing picks. And you're kind of like, oh, my gosh, what is happening? You know, Delvin Cook is scoring all the touchdowns. He saved the day by finally realizing, like, oh, shit, I have an Adam Thielen. Yeah. Let me throw him the ball, well, that's and he scored two touchdowns. Yeah, Thielen did nothing all day, then had two touchdowns, like, right at the end. Um, but before we get to that, Dalvin Cook, you mentioned him, 12 for 50, two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. Dalvin Cook's great. There's not much to say about that. Alexander Madison, surprisingly, six carries, 50 yards, four receptions for 30 yards. I mean, Al- Alexander Madison – the way I feel about it, he is probably the most valuable handcuff in football because Alexander Madison is a great running back. He could potentially be the starting running back on any other team. He just happens to be on the same team as Dalvin Cook. 
But he's he's a great running back. Definitely, if he's yeah. available, one hundred percent add Alexander Madison. But yeah, but and and he won't be. He he's definitely one of those guys that everybody snags because any any injury to Delvin Cook, you've got yourself a starting a starting runner. Yeah. Um, but then if you go if you go to the other side, you got Aaron Jones, who I think finally proved that this is his backfield. Mm-hmm. That's what I, that's the feel I got from this game. Now it took him a long time to score that freaking touchdown. Yes, you know, as an Aaron Jones owner myself, in in more than more than two leagues, I was waiting for this touchdown. He, you know, he kept getting stuffed, and he finally got it at the end. But sixteen carries, four point one yards a rush, sixty six yards, and they used him in the passing game, or at least tried to, by uh, giving him. It, he got six targets. Now he only made four catches for ten yards. But that ain't too bad. Oh, he's looking I mean, his six, way. Yeah. If they're targeting, if they are targeting him, that's uh, that's what I'm looking for. All right, let's, it's his backfield. All right, on to the receivers. Devonte Adams, have yourself a day. 14 receptions, oh 156 yards, and two touchdowns. Just feasted on the Minnesota defense. Just yeah, it, it was uh, it was hard. Guys, it was fun to watch. It finally was like, man, these two are clicking on a level that was like. Rodgers and Jordy Nelson from a few years ago. I'm just thankful that I didn't face Aaron Rodgers or Adams in any leagues this week. I did not have such pleasure. (laughs) I had to face him, I think, in two leagues. (laughs) And just, you know, Devontae Adams, monster, he's going to be great. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scanling, four for 91 and a touchdown. And Alan Lazard, four for 63 and a touchdown. You know, MVS and Lazard, um, if they're available, pick them up. I mean, Aaron Rodgers in the past has been able to have two relevant fantasy wide receivers or more, and these guys look legit. I mean, I I would probably lean um, MVS before I would go Lazard. I just think with – I think Scanling was coming out of the – no, no, he was the outside guy. So, I mean, he he could be, you know, just – he looked good. And Lazard, Lazard's your slot guy, and he looked good too. So, I mean, hey, if either of those guys are available, pick them up. They're they're good – uh, yeah, jump on him. Other side of the ball, Adam Thielen, six for one ten, two touchdowns and a two point conversion. Just you know, that's what Thielen does. He's his team sucks sometimes, but he's still a good wide receiver. It, I feel like they have just three guys on this team. I guess you could say four. You could put Alexander Madison into that, but it's like they've just got Kirk Cousins, they've got Talvin Cook, and they've got Adam Thielen because all the other receivers. I mean, I was kind of excited for a guy like Justin Jefferson or Irv Smith, thinking that they're going to finally figure it out and put something together. Justin Jefferson, two receptions for 26 yards on three targets. Irv Smith, one target, one reception, 11 yards. It's kind of like, okay, uh, you only have three guys mm-hmm. that that are really, really fantasy worthy. And at some point, you know, it's not going to work one week or something. It's not going to work, yeah. and it's going to get it's going to get ugly for you, unfortunately. But uh, I love Thielen's production in this game. It looked he he looked good towards the end. I mean, he had eight targets, so he was kind of working all game. It also the game script helped when you when you start getting down, and you got to throw. Yeah, uh, you know? BC Johnson. Uh, you know, three receptions, fifty six yards. Potentially a waiver ad. You know, in a deep deep league. Justin Jefferson, I, I think he has some good upside. I like him more in dynasty format because, yeah. you know, rookie. Uh, moving on, we got New England and Miami. 
Uh, Cam Newton looked pretty good for, you know, missing most of last year, coming to a new team, new system with essentially no weapons. You know, 155 yards passing, which you don't love. But he did have 15 carries for 75 yards and two touchdowns, which you do love, which gave him an outstanding fantasy day. Um, I think Cam Newton yeah. was just outside the top 10. But, you know, 25 points from your quarterback, you like to see that. Fit, yeah, fit. I, I'm okay with 15 of 19. I wasn't expecting an, that kind of accuracy from Cam that, Newton necessarily. That is great efficiency for a team that has one wide receiver. Yeah. But, you know, I Ryan Fitzpatrick, just stop. It's fine. Tua, Tua, Tua. Start the chant, everybody. Oh, yeah. Tua, it's, it's Tua. Let be, him roll. It's going to be Tua time here soon. Um, you know, the uh, New England Patriots backfield, kind of like we were talking about earlier, with the Buffalo Bills, the best running back on their team is Cam Newton. I want zero shares of anybody in the New England backfield. Maybe James White in a PPR league, but Sony Michelle, you know, 10 for 37 with a touchdown. I just, you know, you take away that touchdown, he has a terrible fantasy day. Yeah, it's not good. It's just, it's tough to trust. I, I've never been a big fan of New England running backs. Except for James White the last couple of years just because of his PPR value. Um, so, you know, to me, James White, he's worth it. The other guys just pass. Uh, Miami surprising backfield was Miles Gaskin. You know, 9 for 40, four receptions for 26 yards. You know, he out-touched Jordan Howard and Matt Burita, who everyone projected as the starters. Jordan Howard saved his day with a touchdown, eight carries for seven yards. Uh, I'm going to say this real quick. You can. We can all say that he saved his day with a touchdown. This might have been one of the worst performances by a running back. Yes, I've ever I've ever seen. Well, you know, he had eight carries for seven yards. Mm-hmm. So he's getting under under a yard a carry. Correct. And he scores a freaking touchdown. Yep. That's to me like give it to Gaskins, give it to Breda. Let these guys trade trade Howard do whatever you got to do that's so so pathetic now I get it the Patriots defense is is legit but man if you're under a yard of carry in the NFL what is happening yeah, how are you what a are starting you yeah how are you a starting running back in the NFL and you're averaging less than one the offensive line by default should push you at least two yards you should at least get two yards of carry man. you know and and it's just that's bad but uh moving on Edelman he had a decent day, five for fifty-seven, one carry for twenty-three yards. I think I think he'll be fine. You know, Cam Newton was looking his way with seven targets. Um, Nikhil Harry, five for thirty-nine with a fumble. Not, you know, I just I think outside of Edelman, I don't really want any of the receivers for New England. I just don't trust anybody. Um, other side of the ball, Devontae Parker, four for 47. But he is hurt, and Devontae Parker might end up missing some time now, which is unfortunate. I think, it's, I, think I read somewhere there was a hamstring, um, if I can get my internet to work. Yeah, it was a hamstring. They're saying that they're going to keep an eye on it, but, you know, he didn't have a good day anyways. He had four for 47. Um, that gives you an uptick on Preston Williams. He went two for 41. But if Devontae Parker's out, you know, maybe you look for Preston Williams. He yeah. might be available in a lot of leagues. Um, Mike Gusecki, he went three for 30, I think. Especially if, if Parker's out, Gusecki could have a better fantasy day. 
the surprise, the most surprising game of the week to me was the Washington football team that has a team that has no name. A girl has no name. Uh, they upset the Eagles somehow. No idea how, but they did. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, who I think isn't even a backup quarterback in the NFL, you know, 178 yards and a touchdown, seven carries for 17 yards. Terrible fantasy day. Don't roster him at all. But just they somehow won. It's Dwayne just- Haskins of the Washington Redskins. <laughs> Terrible. Just he's bad. He is bad. He's Look, I, I get it. He, he threw for a touchdown. He didn't throw any picks. That's great. Uh, there's so much wrong with what happened in this game. I don't know what's going on with Philly. But the simple fact that in the NFC East, the Washington Redskins are at the top of the division with Dwayne Haskins at the helm, is uh, it's staggering. Yeah, Carson Wentz. It's staggering. Carson Wentz, 270 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. And had a fumble as well, so, I mean, just giving up the ball. I think Carson Wentz, obviously, don't freak out. He's going to be fine for fantasy. But this is kind of a – I would at least put – like, you know, like in soccer, how you get a red card and a yellow card? This would be a yellow card situation for me. Like, you got to keep an eye on that because, you know, with, with them having some injuries at the receiver, it's just uh, – I, I don't like that he had three turnovers in a game. Yeah, just yeah. There have, but they're having injuries all over this team, mm-hmm. you know. And it, I guess that's why this may have been an upset on paper. But but when you really watched it as it went along, I mean, you're missing your best running back. You're technically missing your best wide receiver. Your best player on the day was Dallas Godert. Mm-hmm. Eight receptions, 101 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. So you your backup tight end led you in targets yeah like i I guess i just look at this team as it's a grease fire and i gotta be honest i'm selling yeah on on a majority of it anytime you start losing a lot of offensive linemen like they have man i i'm i don't know i don't like it it scares the shit out of me peyton barber 17 carries 29 yards and two touchdowns what do you think about that (sighs) well i think peyton barber I mean, you can say that he saved a fantasy day with touchdowns. That's fine. But he was at 1.7 yards a carry. I mean, that's pathetic. If they're just force-feeding him the ball, that's good. Force-feed it to him down by the goal line. He'll get in the end zone. I love it. I have him in a couple of leagues. If anybody's listening, uh, he's up for grabs. (laughs) But I I think it's ultimately going, going to become Gibson's backfield eventually. He was the better running back. Eventually, he, he will. He got nine carries for 36 yards, four yards a carry. I mean, that's an effective football player. Yeah, that was a I just think it, it will eventually, that cream will rise to the top, and, and Antonio Gibson will be the guy. That was a gross game. Moving on, we got Chargers, who won by a calf cramp to the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, Tyrod Taylor looked awful. 208 yards passing, six carries for seven yards, which you don't like seeing on a mobile quarterback like how you get barely over one yard to carry when you're mobile as hell but you know no passing touchdowns it was just it was a rough day for the chargers um which i'm used to because i'm a charger fan so it's just, i'm used to them being bad uh joe burrow surprisingly didn't look that bad and the chargers actually have a pretty decent defense i mean i know losing derwin james is tough but you know you have casey hayward and yeah. chris harris yeah. they have some decent players but you know threw for 193 yards did have an interception, 
rushed for uh, eight carries, 46 yards, and a touchdown. Joe Burrow looks like he might be a decent quarterback. You know, uh, that, that touchdown at the end when – was it A.J. Green who caught it, but then they claimed offensive pass interference. You know, that changes, yeah. that changes yeah. his fantasy day drastically. So I think Joe Burrow's – he might be a possible stash based on matchup, definitely a quarterback streamer based on matchup. Absolutely. I, I see greatness from Joe Burrow. I, I watched him in this game. I made it a I made it a conscious effort because I was trying to watch the Niner game as well. But I watched Joe Burrow kind of take it up the gut when he scored that touchdown and just the sense of awareness that he has to push that center in front of him. And I didn't realize he had the juice like that to kind of hit the gas pedal yeah, I, and get into the end zone. Man, he, he I didn't realize he could move. But uh, that was definitely an eye-opening experience, an eye-opening game to watch. To be in the game at the end and have a chance to win it. And he just looked calm and cool and collected. Like, I, I like what I saw. At a Joe Burrow, yeah. Uh, and then if we're gonna if we're gonna go to running backs here, I, I want to touch on one thing here with with Austin Eckler. Sure. I never thought I'd say that he was he played better running back than receiver in this game. Yeah, nineteen I, carries, they didn't, four yards. That's a good day. Yeah, they they didn't use him in the passing game at all, which is a big red flag to me. But he was at four point four yards a carry. I mean, I loved what I'm seeing there. Uh, if you're a Joshua Kelly owner, I think you saw that he's 100% about to be that backup. Oh yeah. So he's going to be taking he's going to be taking a lion's share of the carries coming out of the backfield because I think they're going to get Eckler back on track to being that third down pass catcher that he'll get carries but he's not going to dominate the carries. Well, I, I like uh, Josh Kelly a lot. I he was actually on my waiver wire ad if he if you if he's available in leagues. Um, definitely look into picking him up because he's going to be that big body back, that red zone back that they need. Um, you know, he's only rostered in 14% of leagues right now. So definitely go out and pick up Josh Kelly. He looked great. I mean, 12 carries, 60 yards, that's a great day. But, I mean, it's it's still clearly Austin Eckler's backfield. And like you said, I think he's going to get more involved in the passing game. You know, they eked out a win, so they're going to go back home. You know, they got um, – they, they, they have Kansas City coming up next week, which means they're going to be passing the ball a lot more. So I think Eckler's going to get an uptick in that kind of stuff. But, you know, but Josh Kelly's definitely a name to keep an eye on. Joe Mixon, 19 for 69, um, you know, and had one one reception for two yards. He also fumbled, which you don't like. But, I mean, he's clearly – he'll be fine. The Chargers have a good defense. It was a rough game, first game of the year for a rookie quarterback. You know, he'll be fine. Joe Mixon's fine. Um, AJ Green surprisingly looked great, five for fifty-one. If he would have had that touchdown, that changes his day again drastically. But just he looked good. AJ Green looked really good. I was surprised. Yeah, I was kind of happy to see uh, number eighteen run around out there again. It was it was sort of nice. I lo- I love uh, AJ I, Green. I I love him. He was the one that really dominated in the targets aspect of this game. He had nine. I guess I'm looking at this as these targets here. Man, I love the way Burrow is spreading the ball around. Mm-hmm. I mean, five targets, five targets, five targets, five targets, three targets. I mean, he's he's getting the ball to a lot of different players. They just need to start producing a little bit more. Yeah, Tyler Boyd, four for 33. He'll have better days. On the other side of the ball, Keenan Allen, four for 37, which he did get eight targets, which you like to see. But, you know, him and – but Ty, Tyrod Taylor did not look very good. I think he'll – he'll uh, you know, Keenan Allen, he might – and I'm not saying this is a Chargers homer – 
he might be the best route runner in football. He can run outstanding routes, and he has great hands. He'll be he'll have better days. Just this was a tough game for the Chargers all around. Mike Williams was a surprise play. You know, there was talks that he might not play this week and he might be out for a couple weeks, but, you know, four for 69. He looked pretty good. For a guy with a bad shoulder, he looked he looked decent. Yeah, led the team in targets, and, and really uh, he did look – he looked like he did in college to me. Mm-hmm. He looked like he was a guy that could take over a game. Definitely. Uh, Hunter Henry, five for 73. He's a top, you know, seven, eight tight end every week. You know, he, he he's if he can stay healthy, he's a very talented man. And that's the and that's the big if, right? That's what he's yet to prove in the NFL. We all knew that he's a guy that's got talent. He's a guy that came into the league with an immense amount of talent. He just has not been able to stay on the field. But if he can do it, I, I definitely see a top five tight end in the end of the year. Well, I'm drawing a blank on what it's called, but he won that award in uh, in college for best tight end of the year when uh, when he can't Doak Walker or whatever it is. He won that award coming in. So, I mean, everyone knows the talent's there. It's just the health. I mean, if, if, he, if he was guaranteed to play 16 games every year, he would, de- he would be a top-five tight end. It's just the, yeah, the, the injury risk. All right, moving on, we got Tampa Bay Patriots visiting the New Orleans Saints. Tom Brady looked okay. He, I mean, he had a good fantasy day in the sense he had 239 yards, two touchdowns, and he had uh, nine yards rushing and a touchdown. But I will say those two picks that he threw were fucking horrendous. Those were definitely his fault. And every now and then he looked very much as a man in his 40s. Uh, yeah, he definitely did. I mean, it doesn't help that Bruce Arians decided to turn him into a speed bump, apparently. Yeah. I guess he kind of threw him under the bus. I didn't read any of the comments. I just heard that he did it. Um, I mean, Tom's obviously – he knows he's got to play better, right? He's been in the league for – you know, 20 years. I don't know, my entire life almost. Yeah. He, he's He's you been know, the starting quarterback since the year 2000. So it's like he, he knows what he's got to do. He, re, he should realize what he's got going on for him. All I'm going to say is this when it comes to Brady. Belichick won, Brady zero. Yep. Uh, Drew, Brees, Drew Brees, 160 yards, two touchdowns. Just not a very good fantasy day. And now I'm actually concerned because, you know, Michael Thomas is going to be out for an extended period of time. It's not looking good. No. I mean, that's something we just got to keep an eye on. Alvin Kamara, 12 for 16 with a touchdown and five receptions for 51 yards and a touchdown. The The stat line shows great fantasy numbers, but that's kind of a scary day. And, you know, 12 for 16, that's awful. Man, you're, you're at, at 1.3 yards of carry. And I get it. You scored, and I think he almost had a chance to score another one at the end, didn't he? I, yes, so it's like he was he was it looked good as a fantasy day. But when you look at those numbers and I'm thinking, you know, the Buccaneers have a pretty good defense. I mean, they're solid. Maybe that's what it is. I mean, he could definitely he should turn this around. Mm-hmm. He should turn this around because I think that Breeze is going to have to he's going to have to lean on somebody. And it's probably going to be Alvin Kamara that he leans on. Yeah, well, especially Michael Thomas is out. Um, right. Other side of the ball, Ronald Jones, 17 for 66, and two receptions, 16 yards, led the backfield. Leonard Fournette, five for five. You know, it. it I 
I want to say it's Ronald Jones's backfield, but the usage of Fournette, who just signed with them, you know, a couple days prior, I think Fournette's going to ultimately take over that backfield, especially because you know he was a number four overall draft pick a couple years ago, and plus this is kind of like a way for him to develop his free agency market. I mean, I think it's Ronald Jones's free agency market as well, but I think it's going to be Fournette's backfield ultimately. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. I think Fournette, once he kind of gets in and learns the offense, he'll, he'll be the guy. I'm glad to see Ronald Jones was getting some carry, though. I mean, 17 carries is, is not a bad day. 3.9 yards a carry, I'll take that. Yeah. I just feel like, uh, I don't know, we'll see where it goes. You're, for the moment, it's Ronald's backfield, but Fournette's definitely going to creep up into this, no doubt. Yeah, we got Chris Godwin, 6 for 79. Scott Miller, 5 for 73. Mike Evans, 1 for 2 with a touchdown. You know, it's just, uh, I, you know, Mike Evans was banged up coming into this game. Scotty Miller, which Tom Brady raved about coming into the season, which I will say Scotty Miller might be a waiver ad. I would definitely want to roster him if, uh, if Evans is still kind of banged up. Plus, if, you know, Tom Brady's love those little speedy guys. You know, Chris Godwin has moved over to the slot. Evans is still your outside guy. So, Scotty, you know, he might have some fantasy upside, especially with Evans being banged up. But it's still Evans-Godwin or Godwin-Evans. Uh, absolutely. it's it's. I would say it's Evans-Godwin. Um, but don't sleep on old Scotty Miller. I think that – I mean, the guy's a track star. Came in as a track star. Yeah, well, he was a – whatever small school wasn't he was like, in. He was like I mean, a – I think I read he was like a 96% spark athlete coming in. Yeah. So he, yeah. You know. I mean, he's a he's a freaky dude, and he, he kind of showed it in a nice little flash of uh, of brilliance. Five receptions, 73 yards. I, I mean, if he can do this week in and week out, that's that will be determined by uh, Evans's health. Yeah. Uh, Manny Sanders on the other side, three for 15 and a touchdown. Michael Thomas, three for 17. You know, Manny, they're gonna have to rely on him with Thomas out. Um, definitely very scary for the New Orleans offense, so we'll keep an eye on that and see what goes. Yeah, it's, it's, it might be ugly. Uh, Jared Cook, 5 for 80. Now, there you, Jared Cook might very well become in a top 5 or 6 fantasy option if Thomas is out. Um, you know, Drew Brees was looking his way with 7 targets, so it's just, you know, keep an eye on that. Uh, other side, O.J. Howard, 4 for 36 in the touchdown. And Gronk, two for 11. Very disappointing Gross. start. Yeah. You know, every, everyone was expecting. I, I started Gronk. I started Gronk over Dallas Goddard in a league because I thought Gronk was going to have, you know, that, that O.J. Howard touch, and I thought would have been Gronk's. But, I mean, I will say it's nice to see O.J. Howard being used because they yeah. seem to have not known how to do that for years. So, uh, moving on. Arizona Cardinals at the San Francisco 49ers. Kyler Murray had a day, 230 yards and a touchdown with a pick, 13 carries for 91 <coughs> yards and a touchdown. Now, I will say this. they need to, The fantasy people need to figure out a way to where when quarterbacks take a knee, it doesn't affect their yardage because Kyler Murray actually rushed for 100 yards, but he took two knees in the shotgun for some reason, which ended up making him go down to 91 rushing yards because he lost nine yards on, on taking knees. But I didn't even know that he did that, and that pisses me off unbelievably yeah. bad as a Kyler Murray owner. Yes, but that's that he had he had a hundred rushing yards, but lost point nine points or nine yards because he took. Couldn't he have just died? He should have just <laughs> dove forward. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> but, I mean, you know, 28 points, just had an outstanding fantasy day. Jimmy Garoppolo had a good fantasy day as well, 259 yards, two touchdowns, and carry for nine, which is surprising. Which is remarkable because there was nobody playing for him out there. Yep. Well, he I, threw to a running back. <laughs> yeah. Gosh. Well, it helps, that Losing. Cur- it helps that Colonel Mustard has a uh, – what he, he had a 76-yard touchdown catch. So, I mean, that kind of helps your stats. But yeah. but Jimmy G, yeah. you know, hey, you know, with Debo Samuel hopefully coming back in a couple weeks, you know, maybe the signing of Mo Sanu, you know. Sanu, and hopefully Ayuk comes back and gives him a little bit of something else. But I think that might mean that he's not. I haven't read anything about Brandon Ayuk but I, uh, I would imagine that them signing Sanu means that he might not be ready to go. That's true. Uh, Kenyon Drake, 16 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown, two for two receptions for five yards. Chase Edmonds, six carries for 26 yards, three for 19 and a, three receptions for 19 yards and a touchdown. Kenyon Drake, it's still his backfield. Um, but Chase Edmonds, definitely 100% add Chase Edmonds if he's available in your league, which he shouldn't be because the way I see it, a lot of these big ticket running backs – that are 100% owned in leagues. Their backups should be 100% owned in leagues. Agreed. Um, but Chase Edmonds, he's a good running back. He had a good day. Raheem Mostert, 15 for 56, uh, four receptions for 95 yards and a touchdown. Now, wh- out of those 95 yards, 76 of it was a one-touchdown catch. Uh, the surprising thing, which I like to see, was Jarek McKinnon, three carries, yeah. 24 yards, three receptions for 20 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Jarek McKinnon made my waiver wire list. If if he's available, definitely look at to, into Jarek McKinnon, um, because Raheem Mostert, despite winning, you know it's his backfield. McKinnon might be interesting, especially in super. I think deep this leagues. was a this was a prove it game. I think for McKinnon, with with Tavin Coleman saying he didn't want to play because the air quality was a little too hard on his lungs. Yeah. I don't know why, but. It gave Jarek McKinnon the the ability to show what he can do. Now, he got only three carries, but he made do with them. He got eight yards a carry. I mean, he got in the end zone, I believe, through the air. He definitely is going to be a guy to look at long-term for this 49ers offense. Definitely. Uh, it really depends on, on the, all the injuries on the wide receiving court and with what's going on with Kittle. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get to that in a minute, yeah. but uh, – yeah, DeAndre Hopkins, he's very good at football, 14 for 151. Almost had a touchdown, but he was tackled at, I think, like the one- or two-yard line. So, I mean, just had an absolute monster of a start game. But then we'll talk about Kittle now, um, four for 44, but hurt his knee, which has actually been bothering him the last couple of years. He missed two games last year because of that knee. Um, makes me kind of worried, especially with uh, having no wide receivers for San Francisco because George Kittle is obviously the number one option but if you lose kittle that's huge which could be jordan reed time if his brain is okay yeah yeah we'll uh, we'll see about that he actually looked okay in the couple of throws that he got he got two targets but uh it, it all really comes down to which jordan reed you're gonna get but he's an injury away also yeah that's, but i that's just track record but we'll just keep an eye on uh george kittle and see hopefully he stays healthy uh, up next, we got the Dallas Cowboys visiting the L.A. Rams in an absolute disgusting game, which pissed me off because I needed Dak Prescott and Cooper Cup to do a lot of things for me, but they both did absolutely nothing. Uh, Dak Prescott, 266 yards and a touchdown. 
three carries for 30 yards. You know, it's not a great fantasy day. It's not a bad fantasy day, kind of a, a middle-of-the-pack day. But you were hoping for better output than that, especially because the Rams' defense outside of Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey is just kind of a mediocre defense. Um, Dak Prescott, he's going to be fine. You know, he's still a top four or five quarterback in the league. Next year – I'm sorry. Next week gets the Falcons. He's going to have a huge bounce back, especially because Russell Wilson did everything to the Falcons. Absolutely. Absolutely, uh, Jared. And Goff. then when you go, you go to the other side of the ball. You get Jared Goff. I, I, he didn't play the way I think people were expecting him to play. I think people were not giving him enough credit. I think twenty for thirty-one. He looked, he looked good. He looked more confident in this game than he did last year. Yeah, two hundred and seventy-five yards is great. You would have loved to see him throw a touchdown. Obviously. And the one pick, uh, that wasn't his fault. That was he basically hit the receiver, and it bounced up in the air and got picked. Definitely. Like, you know, I, I looked at his outing as, as, other than the lack of touchdowns, I did like what I saw out of Jared Goff. Yeah. Uh, Zeke, very good at football. Malcolm Brown was the surprising one, 18 for 79 and two touchdowns, three receptions for 31 yards. Cam Akers, 14 carries for 39 yards. So I think this shows that Malcolm Brown is going to be their lead back. Um, although last year Malcolm Brown was their best running back in week one over Todd Gurley. So, I mean, well, time will tell. But right now this could be Malcolm Brown's team with Cam Akers getting peppered in here and there um, just until further. Yeah, you're just going to – I mean, as, as fantasy owners here, we got to play play the matchups. Yes. Let's see what, let's see what the, uh, the, the matchups look like. And that's going to let you know whether or not to play there, uh, Mr. Brown. Uh, Mari Cooper, 10 for 81. He had a great fantasy day. He had 14 targets. Mari Cooper, he's good at football, not much to say. CeeDee Lamb, the rookie, 5 for 59. He had a good day. You know, I, I think he already showed himself to be a viable option in that offense. Michael Gallup, 3 for 50. He'll be fine. Um, again, just kind of a bad day for Goff. I, I'm sorry, um, Dak Prescott, just an off day. Uh, Rams, Robert Woods, 6 for 105. He's definitely the number one target there. Cooper Cup, 4 for 40, which as a Cooper Cup owner you hate to see, but I was really hoping for a touchdown. But, you know, what can you do? Van Jefferson, the rookie, 1 for 31. You know, might be something to keep an eye on. And definitely in a, definitely a very deep league if you need a, a, a flyer, you know, Van Jefferson could be someone to look into. Agreed. Uh, Tyler Higby, 3 for 40. Uh, Blake Jarwin tore his uh, Achilles, or I'm sorry, his ACL, which is unfortunate because, you know, all signs are pointing that Blake Jarwin was going to have a good fantasy year. But, you know, the backup, uh, Dalton Schultz, looked awful out there, so don't even waste your time and roster spot on that. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers stomped the New York football Giants. Big Ben looks like Big Ben again. 229, three touchdowns. Just look good. Elbow looked good, you know, and he found the rapport with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. Just I'm happy to see Big Ben back. You know, he maybe he's not watching as much Internet porn and, <laughs> you know, not raping women, so he's, he's doing much yeah, better. Exactly. He's getting it together. Uh, Daniel Jones, 279, two touchdowns. He did throw two picks, four carries for 22 yards. I will say Daniel Jones, I actually like him. I, I think he's going to be a good fantasy quarterback. The fact that he – put up decent amount of points against a very good Pittsburgh defense, especially because yeah. every time he snapped the ball, 
There was 19 Pittsburgh Steelers behind the line of scrimmage already. It was ridiculous. And that is the one downside to Daniel Jones is this offensive line didn't look like they were blocking anybody. No. I don't, I'm don't. i not sure what they were doing. I guess Pittsburgh is just that damn good at getting after the quarterback. But uh, it looked rough. It looked rough for him. Yeah, it was terrible speaking, for Saquon speaking Barkley. Speaking of looking rough. Yeah, yeah. 15 <laughs> carries Saquon for Barkley. 15 carries, 6 yards, 6 receptions for 60 yards. You know, the, the receptions and yardage um, helped his fantasy day. But, you know, but, like, just, God, I felt so – and I am and I do have Barkley in, in a league, and it just – God, that was painful to watch. He's the most exciting – one of the most exciting running backs in the game, and they just wouldn't let him get loose. No. You know I mean, he had some very exciting one-yard runs. Now, the only nice thing is – they don't have to play Pittsburgh again this year. so Thank so, goodness. Uh, surprising on the other side of the ball, Benny Snell, 19 carries for 113 yards. James Conner, 6 for 9. I mean, it's looks like Benny Snell might have overtaken that backfield now. I mean, they, they, were, talking, they were talking huge things about Benny Snell in the offseason, talking about how, you know, he was looking good coming in. James Conner, you know, I know he's – Mike Tomlin's, you know, been pounding the hammer saying that he he's their bell cow back but you know he hurt his ankle again and you know this guy james connor huge talent but paper thin it's just you know you hate to see it but benny snell definitely add him if he's available in leagues yeah yeah i think uh, i think benny snell if he's available jump on that at worst he's going to be the number two and then if they if they keep trying to push Connor, and then, which they shouldn't because uh, Connor hasn't had a good season since he took over for Le'Veon Bell, and Le'Veon Bell actually like, he came out and said, like, hey, they suck. I'm the reason we're good. Mm-hmm. That was the only good year Connor's had. And then, I mean, I, I hate to say it, but it's when Connor gets hurt, you're going to be happy that you have Benny Snell. Exactly. Juju Smith looked like looked good, six for 69 and two touchdowns. I, I think – you know, him and Ben found that, that chemistry again immediately, and, and, you know, he was looking his way, and he had a great day. James Washington, two for 34 and a touchdown. He also fumbled that punt, which was – oh, wait, that was Johnson. That was, uh, yeah, that was Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Johnson. And I got to be honest, looking at Deontay's line here, I was worried early on as a Deontay Johnson owner. I was hoping that he would be able to kind of get out to an early lead, help me close my win out. But he muffed that punt, and I'm yeah. going, oh, oh, no, this isn't looking good. And then he had a couple of drops, and I'm kind of going, okay, this this isn't going well. But Big Ben, man, he didn't lose faith. He kept he was pumping the ball into Deontay Johnson all game. He had ten targets. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a guy that there's a guy that if he's not owned, which he should be owned in a majority of leagues, he's a guy to look out for. Anybody that's getting ten targets week one. I think I think he's going to be heavily leaned on yeah, all year. That's huge. Uh, Darius Slayton six for one hundred two and two. Sterling Shepard six for forty seven. You know Slayton. I like Slayton a lot. I think he's he's very talented. Um, he's shown good chemistry with Daniel Jones. Now the two touchdown thing. I, I you know, and a hundred yards. I don't know if that's going to be him every week. Um, I think Sterling Shepard is still the number one guy there. And then it also didn't help that Golden Tate was out. So I might kind of temper your expectations with Slayton. Um, and I think yeah. I think with a healthy Golden Tate, I think that helps Shepard a bit because then, you know, you kind of got to keep an eye on Golden Tate. But, you know, just something to keep an eye on. Yeah. It, the, unfortunately, with, with three guys, 
they're going to kind of eat each other's mm-hmm. targets up. They're going to eat each other's receptions up. It's it's where it's at. And then if you add the fourth guy in Saquon Barkley, I mean, he got nine targets. Mm-hmm. They are second option to Barkley well, then Evan, as, as a whole. Evan Ingram went two for nine. He did have seven targets, though. So, I mean, you know, Evan Ingram's still going to be a piece in that offense. And, you know, just – so I, I, I don't want to just jump onto the Darius Slayton bandwagon right away. <laughs> and the final game of the week, which was also a disgusting game, Tennessee Titans taking on the Denver Broncos. Tannehill, 249 yards, two touchdowns. He looked – he actually looked pretty good. He, he didn't look that bad. And and I, I think he might be a decent fantasy play. Drew Locke, 218, 216 yards in the touchdown. I – you know, without Cortland Sutton, that's really going to affect his fantasy outlook. Now, I personally wouldn't own Drew Locke. You know, may, maybe a bench stash in a deep league, but I'd probably keep him on the waiver wire. I just he because there were moments where Drew Locke looked absolutely terrible. Can he not throw a deep ball? I, no. He was he overshot guys by ten yards. Yeah, I'm the, watching it going like, what is going on here with you? Yeah, well, he had that one pass to De, Deshaun Hamilton towards the end of the game, and Deshaun actually had the cornerback beat, but he threw it out of the end zone. It's like, good God, man! Like, yeah. just just a little ease up a bit. A little um, bit of touch. Like, you know where you play. You you, li- you probably live in Denver. You know the altitude. The air is thinner. Uh, taper it down a little bit there, uh, muscle man. Uh, Derrick Henry, still very good at football. Still a human tank. 31 carries for 116 yards. I, I just think 31 carries. That You know, it's very rare when you see a running back with that many carries in a day. But, you know, that offense goes through Henry, and, and it just shows. <laughs> I, uh, I admire Derrick Henry. He's the only man in the NFL that just says, oh, that brick wall? Y'all just keep <laughs> running into it every single play. I just – Just the, the, exhausting. What I, what I can never get over every time I see Derrick Henry on TV is the fact that he's as big as his lineman. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I mean, bigger. He's just so he, – he's listening. It's also that damn horn he's got coming out of the back of his helmet. <laughs> yeah, my, my girlfriend was like, why does his hair look like a crunchy turd coming out the back? <laughs> Um, Melvin Gordon, 15 carries, 78 and a touchdown. Uh, Philip Lindsay, 7 for 24. You know what? Melvin Gordon actually looked pretty good. And with Philip Lindsay having the turf toe, I, I think, you know, it, it's going to be pretty good for Melvin Gordon. Although next week they're taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers that shut down Saquon Barkley. And Saquon Barkley, I don't know if you knew this, he's much better at football than Melvin Gordon and Philip Lindsay. So we'll yeah. see how that goes. But, you know, Melvin Gordon, you know, he looked, he looked decent. Uh, Corey Davis, 7 for 101. Adam Humphrey, 6 for 47. A.J. Brown, which is surprising, 5 for thir- or, I'm sorry, five for 39. He had eight targets, so, I mean, I think A.J. Brown's going to have better days. But Corey Davis, sneaky great, you know, with the 7 for 101. I mean, he could be this year's Devontae Parker. I mean, just who's on it? It's looking that way where it's kind of that fifth-year guy. He's finally realizing the speed of this game and, and staying healthy. And I got to be honest, watching this game, A.J. Brown, did, he just didn't look good to me. I, was he out of shape? Like, how many times did he just get thrown the ball and he would lay there after he got hit and, like, push off the ball to get up? It just looked bad. It's just tough. It looked bad. It, it, it is. It did because it's scary because, you know, A.J. Brown last year was a top 20 fantasy uh, wide receiver, but just – he didn't look very good, so maybe yeah. he's not used to the altitude. I mean, that's I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt, 
but come on, man. Yeah, well, I mean, he's you're, st- you're supposed to be the guy. In my opinion, he's still the number one receiver on that team. Uh, you know, Corey Davis, if he's available in leagues, you know, pick him up. I mean, I – which is funny because just his whole career he hasn't been that guy. You know, he was taken uh, – let's see, he's, he's rostered in 5% of leagues right now. So, I mean, he's, he kind of – he at least against Denver looked like the was he like the number seventeenth overall pick in in the draft or something like that or, or seven or whatever the hell he got drafted at. He was like fifth. Yeah, I mean he he finally looked the part. Um, yeah. Other side of the ball, Jerry Judy four for fifty six, which he legit dropped like three passes. He dropped. He dropped a game winner. Yeah. Because if he if he would have made that catch, nobody's catching that kid. No. He looked he looked great as a route runner, right? Everybody's touching on him, showing these videos of his footwork. We know we know he's got good footwork. Honestly, I don't care. I want to see you catch the ball. You're a wide receiver. Please. Yeah. Catch the ball. Catch the goddamn ball. If you catch that ball, we're having a much different discussion about you, Jerry Judy. I, I exactly. Think, I think he's gonna be fine especially with Cortland Sutton coming back. But, I mean, with him getting eight targets, you know, he's clearly the de facto number one on that team. Um, so I, as, I, long, as long as Sutton is out. Correct. I mean, they, they were rolling out some wide receivers that you're just kind of like, who the, who the fuck is that guy? Yeah, well, Tim Patrick, he's not going to be a guy. Uh, Tyree Cleveland, he's not going to be a guy once, once Cortland Sutton comes back. Um, it's going to be Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, and then you know probably Deshaun Hamilton. But oh, and Noah Font had himself a day, five for eighty-one and a touchdown. Um, so he he actually he's now kind of like put my feelers out there as a potential you know tight end that you're going to want. Um, I assume he's yeah. drafted. I think he's owned in most leagues. Um, yeah. Let's see, Font. He is owned in seventy-nine percent of leagues. Yeah, so he's not available. Uh, I mean, but that also means that 21% of leagues don't have font. So pick him up. Pick him the fuck up. What are you doing? It, exactly. And, I, you know, on this game, I want to touch on one thing. Uh, this is one of the reasons why kickers don't belong in fantasy oh, football. Oh, God, yeah. Um, first of all, I got this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a football game in my entire life. Uh, just missing... Three field goals, and he did he miss an extra point as well? He did, I mean, it was he something, did miss an extra point. Yes, it was something ridiculous, absolutely hysterical to watch how this went down. At one point, they were just falling around on the sidelines. He was missing the shoe. I, I'm not sure what was going on with this kid, or I shouldn't say kid. This guy who sh- people are saying should be a Hall of Famer. Uh, you better just fix whatever's going on in your head there, big guy, because <laughs> it was it was a real bad showing. And if this is the lasting legacy that is Steven Goskowski, David Ellison, I'm talking to you. Just uh, I don't know, man. I feel I feel bad for him. Yep, yep. I I have to agree with you on that. But I think that's gonna do it for us tonight, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, we're gonna break down Thursday night and the rest of week two coming up here soon. Hopefully you guys won your leagues. If not, you know, there's always next week. But, uh, hey, yeah, thanks for listening. Get us on Twitter, Instagram, email, whatever the fuck. It's in the show info. Big bro, you know I love you, big dog. Josh, King Josh, Josh the King. I love you too, man. All right. All right, buddy, have a good one.